0: Parents, are you tired of your kids not listening to you when you say, no, stop that? They run out of the room, don't pay any attention to you. Listen up, I'm gonna be giving a free webinar. I'll tell you more about it at the end of the program and I will teach you five secrets to use when no stops working. The webinar is free, it's live. Go to my website, MeekerParenting.com, and sign up. It's going to be a life changer. For 30 plus years, I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. Today we have an unusual podcast. I'm gonna to talk to you solo about why giving makes your kids happy. And it's gonna be a wonderful podcast. We're in um, the season of Advent and Hanukkah. And this is a time when we need to help our kids quiet down, where we need to calm down, we need to be more pensive, and we need to focus differently than we usually do rather than focusing on all the stuff we need to get done and, you know, our work and getting our kids to school and all of the stresses that we've had over the past year. Many of us are feeling exhausted. We kind of want to pull our hair out. And we don't even know if we can deal with this season because it just feels overwhelming. Well, take a big, deep breath. And I hope this podcast helps you and lifts you up a little bit. Because as I go through with you what I think your kid's need and how giving is going to make them happier, you're going to find it does the same to you as well. So I'm going to talk about giving and how it changes your kids. And then I'm going to have a very special guest, Jonathan Wixu, who started an extraordinary uh, free website called Need You, where folks can sign up to give to other people. And uh, you'll hear about that later in the podcast. And parents, when you're listening to my podcast, Don't just download them. Click subscribe because then you're joining my parenting revolution. And let's face it, we're talking about many ideas and things that are countercultural. And every new episode, when you subscribe, is going to automatically show up in your subscribe list. And remember to write a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what you think of the podcast. We're not only on iTunes, but the PGK Podcast is available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. So no matter where you get them, subscribe today so you won't miss a single episode. So parents, thanks for listening. This is episode number 123. Stay with us. So let's get going. I want to talk to you about why giving changes your kids. The famous author and speaker uh, and, and motivational speaker Zig Ziglar said, You can get everything you want in life if you just help others get what they want. When I first saw that, I thought, well, that's kind of self centered. You mean, in order to get whatever I want, I need to use other people? No, that's not what he's talking about at all. He says, when you focus on helping others succeed, eat, um, enjoy life, um, and have their basic needs met, then it's gonna come back to you tenfold and that's the getting everything you want in life. So you just need to serve others. You know, it has been a very hard year for you, for me, for our kids and we're all struggling. I don't have kids at home anymore but I do help out with my grandkids and I see my own adult kids going through the struggles of trying to work and now homeschool their kids and starting businesses and losing their salaries, it's really, really hard. And in response to this, we've all kind of retreated into our own worlds. Um, You know, my daughter's homeschooling her kids now, She has three kids. She used to work outside the home, drop the kids off at school, but now they're all together all the time and the dynamics and the relationships and the stresses are very, very different. But I think what's stressing us most is that we're separated from others that we love and others that we have strong relationships with, even others we don't know you know even going to the grocery store which i'm one of those really weird people who likes to go to the grocery store because i like to see other people i like to to just know that i'm part of something bigger out there that i'm trying to live a life just like other people are trying to live a life so seeing strangers and being with those we know and particularly being with those we love having those times and relationships severed it's been really really hard in short, the life that we've been living, because it's so against the way we are meant to live, feels horrible. And I believe that the reason for this is that our purpose in life is to be in close growing relationships with others. And now this has been fractured. And make no mistake, we see that our kids are resilient and we know that they're resilient, but they hurt too. Um, they feel it. Even three-year-olds, five-year-olds, 15-year-olds really hurt because of the changes. Now we're in a holiday season, Advent, Hanukkah, and we're prompted to focus on something else. We know that. December 1st comes and we go, oh, okay, this is a different time. This is a time of celebration. It's a time of stress in a way, but overall, it's wonderful, it's it's good. And we need something different, and our kids do too, in order to live more closely to the way we were meant to live, to focus on other things, not just ourselves. You know, our job is to help nurture our kids in good relationships, because again, those solid relationships sit at the center of our lives. For me, as a Christian, it means, God is at the center of life, and my love and relationship with Him be is, is at the center of life. And working out from that are my relationships with my husband, my kids, loved one. Then working out from that are um, my relationships with close friends. And then working out from that are my relationships with my patients. So we have this, this beautiful array of relationships that we're called into. Some are deep and some change us, and some define us and yet other relationships are just fun to have um, but having relationships is very important for kids because it gets them to focus it, it helps them keep their focus off of themselves and on to other people And I think that the fact that kids have had to be so self-focused during this very difficult time has hurt our kids because when they can focus on other people, life is better. They feel better. Focusing on others makes them look outward, not inward. And when they look inward too long, they hit roadblocks. They become negative and self-centered and they get bored. I get bored. Thinking about myself all the time. What do I want? What do I need? What should I say? What should I do? What should I cook? So it's boring. Um, But giving to others teaches kids that all humans are equal in value. And this is fundamental to living as a good human being with character that is growing stronger. Giving teaches kids that all humans are equal in value. And you know, we're seeing that now, the uprising of um, you know, racism and this disparity between one group of people and another group of people. But if we peel that all back and we, we started at the beginning, we would understand that every single human has the same value. You who listen have the same value as your neighbor that you can't stand. Donald Trump has the same value as Joe Biden. Regardless of what you think of the politicians, they all have the same value. Giving to others teaches humility to our kids. It allows them to see that other people are significant and that their needs are important too. And it's only when kids start focusing on others and their needs and um, them as a person, a person who needs relationship, kids begin to see that, oh, not only am I important, not only are my mom and dad important, that person that I don't know very well is important too. And that brings humility to your child because they begin to see that they have the same value and significance as that other person they don't even know who may be completely different from them. So giving really helps kids develop humility and to understand that when it comes to value and being worth someone's love or God's love, we are all the same the privileged, the needy, the educated, the uneducated, people from all ethnic backgrounds and all races are the same in the eyes of God and therefore they should be the same in our eyes and in our kids' eyes. And we can teach them that lesson in very, very simple ways. Giving also keeps kids from feeling entitled. You know, as parents, we focus too much on making sure our kids are happy, that they don't have stress, that life goes smoothly for them, that they don't have too much conflict, that their feelings don't get hurt, um, that they don't struggle too much because we're afraid that then they'll be taken down and they'll lose all hope of having a good future. This isn't true. So what we do is is by trying to give them the best opportunity, the clothes they want, the games they want, the presents they want, and the experiences they want, it causes them to believe they deserve all of these. Because parents have a huge power in a kid's life. And when we give things to them, we're telling them something about themselves. And we're telling them what we believe about them because I am providing you with all of these things, whether you want them or not, or need them or not, and and the truth is a lot of the stuff we give them they don't need, and a lot of times they don't want it at all. We teach them that they deserve these things and that perhaps others, i.e. their friends, don't. And they feel that being the center of our lives makes them worthy of everything they get because we continue to give it to them. I'm not pointing the fingers at parents and I'm not putting you down. Friends, this is, this is a normal parents intuition, right? Is to help our kids, give our kids a leg up, make life easier for them, have a, uh, a different life from what we had to, to help prevent the mistakes that our parents made and to do better. And this is what we do and our intentions are wonderful. But we have to step back and realize, are we really doing what's best for our kids? The truth is, kids receive all of the things they get, not because of who they are, but because of who we are. Kids receive things because we're generous people, not because they're better than this person or they're better than that person. They receive a lot of these things because we're we're very generous people. And in our generosity, we have to make sure that we're generous in the right ways and that we give when we should give and that we withhold when we should withhold. Ultimately, kids grow up believing that others should give to them like their parents did. Okay. So if they grow up receiving everything from their parents, they believe they deserve these things. And then when their parents are no longer giving them all they want, they expect other people to do the same thing. And this sets them up for disaster in their relationships, in marriage, in their jobs, everywhere. Um, And no one wants to be around them. You know, you have friends like that. You've seen your friend's kids and, and you just kind of Shudder, you don't wanna be around them. Don't let this happen to your kids. Don't let them be the center of the family. Don't give them everything they want. Now that sounds like a mean thing to say, but withholding things from some kids is really good because they learn that to appreciate what they do have and that usually in life, they don't get everything they want and that's okay because they don't need all those things in order to be happy. We teach them they can be happy without a lot of stuff. And we need to also teach them to, to work for things. So teaching our kids to give helps keep their focus off themselves. It teaches them that every human is equal in value and it teaches them humility. It keeps our kids from feeling entitled. And it gives, and, and giving makes them feel significant. Giving makes them feel important because when they see that they can make a change in another person's life by meeting that person's need, by helping that person be a happier person or have a better life, they are changed. They become deeper people. They begin to learn that giving to others is an enormous part of who they were meant to be. Remember, it's all about relationship. And we help them focus on their immediate relationships with family, siblings, and and close friends. But when we help them give to other people who are very different from them, who they don't know, and maybe even who they don't like, it teaches them to live in a dimension they were meant to live in that's giving and having relationship to people who are different from them is part of who they are and we bring that part alive when we teach them how to give you know many kids have never felt this dimension of their lives open up and when they a spark is lit and they feel like they're living in a whole new world. They understand that they have the ability to change another person's life. And you want to give your kid a sense of value and power. Do this. Teach them to give. Finally, giving changes others around them. Every parent wants his child to be a leader. We all do. We want our kids in front of the pack, being the good kid, the nice kid, the kid with a strong character who, who pulls other kids behind him or her and leads a good example for them. We want to help them lead their friends down a healthy path. But the only way to do this, friends, is to teach them to give because it is only through giving that they learn their own strength. They don't learn their own strength by getting a whole lot of stuff and by having a lot of opportunities. They learn their strength and value by utilizing that dimension of who they are that gives. They learn to take a chance on being rejected by the receiver they're giving to or to be accepted by the receiver that they're giving to. They learn to stick their neck out and do something that's out of their comfort zone. I will never forget, uh, my daughter, when she was 14 or 15 years old, taught me one of the most profound lessons I've ever um, had. My husband used to take our kids um, on mission trips to South America every year for two weeks, and he took all the kids at different times. Well one time you took our um, our oldest daughter and she was 14 and they took a lot of supplies and uh, medical supplies, anything. And a few weeks after they came back from their trip, I was looking around through my closet and I was looking for a sweater that I loved to wear and I couldn't find it. And, and I was talking and my other daughter said she was missing some clothes. And I said, this is the Darndest thing. We found out in very short order that this my oldest daughter, who was 14 or 15 at the time, before she went on the mission trip, went through our house and took many of our clothes, packed them in a box, and took them to South America. And she didn't take the sweaters and clothes we were going to give away to Salvation Army. She took some of our best things. Why? because the poor in South America deserved the best we have. And seeing that and knowing what she did changed me as a person. And that was a lesson I learned from my young teenage daughter. She gave, and she gave, well, she gave my stuff away, but she gave her own stuff away too. But she taught us that often giving has to have a price. For us, it was a tiny price. It was losing my best sweater. Who cares? Who cares? You know, the lesson that she taught me in giving up my sweater, you know, when I felt, when I saw what she did, I felt like saying, honey, take my whole closet full of clothes. Literally, literally she saw her dad in a and on the, the top of a very cold mountain in Peru, working with people who didn't have coats or sleeping bags who were living in the freezing cold, take off his shoes and give them to a man, and take off his coat and give them to another man. You see, he didn't have to tell her what to do. My daughter didn't tell me what to do, she just showed me, and it changed her. It changed those people. It changed my life. Friends, this works. So here are some ways that you can help your kids, regardless of their age, give. First, help them think about the people in your neighborhood. Who are those people? What's their life like? What could they do, your kids do, to help make those people's lives better? Then come up with a simple plan. Mrs. So-and-so is a single mom and she has three kids and she may not have time to mow her lawn. So let's go mow her lawn. Or maybe she has a hard time getting dinners on the table. Let's make her a couple dinners. Or maybe, you know, she doesn't have a whole lot of money and maybe can't buy her kids a gift. Let's go buy those kids a, a little gift and just leave it on their doorstep anonymously. You see, it's so easy. Look around to the house to your left, the house across the street, the house to your right. Second, teach them about organizations who are professional givers. Habitat for Humanity. Look at local church organizations. Look at Compassion International Get them to adopt a child, put the picture of the child on the refrigerator or in their room and help them give every month to do enough laundry to earn the $35 to send to that child. Help them find and give to the salvation, Samaritan's Purse, prison ministries, or one of my favorites, Heifer International, where you can give uh, people who have no food, Uh, a cow, chickens, sheep, and any other animal, and they work in 21 countries where there are people who are living in desperate poverty. Third, make giving for your kids personal. Make it personal. Teach them to give to those living in with less than what they have, maybe in poverty, but they should also give to people who are familiar with, to them. So they want to give through an organization where they don't necessarily know the person, but there's poverty, and then have them give to people who are familiar to them, regardless of what they think about that person. That's why I love the organization Need You, capital N, small E-E-D, capital U.org. We're going to hear uh, my friend Jonathan Wicks will talk about Need You, fabulous organization. It is an easy, easy way for you and your kids to help someone they know or you know. And it allows you and your child to find someone who needs help, any kind of help, and to recruit your friends to help that person. And then you and your kids can think about ways to help that person, to make that person's needs known, and then go and ask their friends to help. Basically, Need You allows you to go to their website, um, make a page for a person that you know needs some things, um, put up a whole lot of tasks that can be done to help that person. Different people sign up to do a task, you're done. It's free, needyou.org. This creates community and it strengthens the bonds of the givers. Terrence, I hope you're enjoying my special podcast and my interview with Jonathan Wixell. We need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of this special podcast. Friends, listen now on a conversation that I had with the founder, one of the founders of Need You, Jonathan Wixell. Well, today I have Jonathan Wixel with me, and it's really exciting because he and two other colleagues created a fabulous website that we're going to talk about, and it's called Need You. So, Jonathan, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you having me
0: on. We're going to be talking about a business that you started, and it's called Need You, N-E-E-D, capital U. Can you tell us a little bit about what Need You is and how you got started?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, the idea actually came to me a couple of years ago, and it was unfortunately born out of tragedy. And um, my father got sick two years ago, actually now really right around this time. Uh, and he was diagnosed with AML, which is a, a pretty serious form of leukemia. Um, and throughout his illness and his eventual passing several months later, there was a um, it was just a hard time for us, and everyone would reach out, friends and family, and they would all say, do you need anything? Can we help you guys out? I know you're going through a lot. And um, just just due to the overwhelming nature, our response was, we're great, thanks. We really appreciate it. We have family here. Um, but as I started to reflect on it, there were so many things we needed. Um, it was winter. It was February, and, and my mom could have used snow shoveling. We could have used meals. We could have used someone to walk my dog as we were, you know, dealing with his passing and going through some of the the after-death after, after death things. Um, and I just realized it's hard to ask for help in time of need. So that was really the problem we focused on right there. Um, and and I, a couple of our co-founders were going through similar situations. Brandon lost his father as well uh, in, a, in, a, in a pretty tragic way. And then Dave was having two children. In exactly a year, they have the same birthday. Um, and he'd never have kids before and he said, Man, there was so much so many things we could have needed and people were offering it, we just couldn't we didn't we didn't have a platform to facilitate it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it really is hard to ask for help. And one of the things that after we had kids, people would say, if you need anything, call me, you never call. And women in particular give food to friends who've had a loved one die or just had a baby. But beyond that, we really don't know what to do. And so need you is a fabulous way to give um, people who are struggling, um, to meet their needs. So how does somebody use Need You? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And
1: and one of the guiding principles that we had is this has to be very, very simple. Dave always said it's GoFundMe meets Craigslist. Like that's the simplicity of it. And it's a free platform. So it's really easy. You go to needyou.org. We are a public benefit corporation. Um, So so, which means free. Which is free. So we're free. And we actually, we're out to do a social good, right? We're, We're in love with this idea. We want to help people. But you go on the site, you hit create a page. You can create a page for yourself. Um, or you probably know someone who's in need um, and you create a page for them. It's very simple. You add a picture, you add a brief description of what the situation might be. And then you can add individual needs that are just tiles. You can say, Hey, if you could walk their dog every Monday, Wednesday, or you can bring them groceries on the weekend. Um, And then what you do is simply copy the link. You can share that link with anyone. Anyone who has access to that link can go to their page, sign up to support one need, all needs, any needs, or people can add new needs. Um, so it's really kind of an open platform where others can add needs as well, um, and it just it kind of compounds um, uh, the, the the need base for that individual and, and helps them out. We um, we want to get to the point where it's, you know, this is the primary platform for helping people out for services mm-hmm. and, and helping people out becomes kind of a cool thing and everyone likes to do it.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, so how do you come up with a list of the needs that person has? Do you go to the person, say, who ha- had a loved one die or when you in a situation where your dad died or somebody just has a baby? Do you actually go to the person who has the need and say, what do you need? And then you go to the platform as that friend and make out a list? Or do you just kind of come up with what that person, what you think that person might need?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good question. And, you know, using my situation as an example, what my sister and I might have done is created a page for my mother. And we said, oh, my mother, you know, would love snow plowing or snow shoveling. She would love meals. And then we would start to share that with all her friends and other family But someone else may say, oh, I know, Ingrid, she'd love a gift certificate to Harrington's, right? Mm -hmm. So they would add that need too. So it kind of builds upon itself. But initially, yeah, I mean, we kind of call it the giver, right? The giver would be the person um, or even like the provider, they would go and find out what the person in need needs. They could start to build a list of needs, but then others could just add on. Okay.
0: So then you would make that and then you would, um, the person who made the list could send links to any friend that they think might want to give something. And then that friend would come to the site and just sort of check off, okay, I'll snowplow her uh, driveway on Wednesday morning. And then, you know, I'll give her a meal and other things. So it's really easy, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, we like to think so. I mean, it's super easy. That's how we set it up. Um It's incredibly user friendly, exactly that. You just see someone's page, it's like their Facebook page or their Instagram page and here's their picture, here's what they need and then they're just individual tiles that say, can you help in one of these areas and you simply click, I can help.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I was thinking of and we're talking today about giving and it's Christmas and I feel strongly that it's really important for kids to learn during the Christmas season around, you know, the whole year to give. And to not focus on what they're gonna get. So how do you think a family could use need you to give somebody maybe the person didn't just have a tragedy, maybe they're just a poor poor person that needs some food, maybe they're I mean at COVID the needs are so great. So how would you envision a family using this um to help other people in need?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I mean, Christmas is a tough time for a lot of people. I mean, it was two years ago that my, my father was sick and, and passed shortly after Christmas. So finding need out there, I don't think is hard. I mean, we're partnering with churches, we're partnering with other nonprofits um, to identify those areas of needs. And I think it'd be great for for families to take a look at their friends and their relatives that might be in need. I mean, it's Look at the current environment we have. I mean, COVID has created so much need, um, and there's people going through hard times where they need help. So, I just in today's that's Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's not hard um, to identify need. One of the one of the original use cases we had, and before we even developed our site. You know, people were saying, test it, test this idea. Does it really work? And we, uh, my neighbor had passed away. He was an older gentleman and he had three daughters. None of them lived close by. So I got in touch with one of the daughters and I said, hey, do you need, like, what can I really help you with? She said, well, you know, spring's coming up. Can, can someone sign up to mow the yard? Can someone feed the cats? Can someone eventually adopt the cats? So I used, I used kind of this offline platform that I put together this list of needs and I sent it to everyone on our blog. And literally within five minutes, people oh. were signing up to help out. The young, the, lar- the yard was mowed, uh, May, June, July, done. People were feeding the cats every day. So it's once you get the needs out there, people are going to sign up. Yeah.
0: Well, and I have found that people love to give. You know, I think a lot of times we don't give because we don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, we say, I'd really like to help somebody. The other thing is, is it possible for somebody to say, I want to give to somebody but I don't know anybody in need, how would they, can they get into those sites or would it have to be somebody they'd have to identify in their community?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, that's our eventual vision and goal. Right now, I think for security purposes uh, and to keep it simple, if you have the link to Meg's page, for example, anyone who has that link can go onto the page and sign up to help. We, we do eventually have a vision where, you know, maybe you just want to help people on your block and, and you don't know the neighbor three doors down, but they might have a need. So we're going to have that functionality. Uh, and, and cause then it just becomes, you know, there's unlimited possibilities of people helping other people. And that's kind of where we want to get to.
0: As, I, as we're sitting here talking, I was thinking there are a lot of pastors or um, people who run nonprofits or, um, you know, even schools who know of a kid who needs something so they could go in I mean, potentially, a church could go in and say, we have these five people in our congregation who have these needs, and then they would find out who those people's friends are. I mean, it really could be explosive because, as you said, there's so many needs out there, and most people really want to give. They just don't know what to do. So how can people find Need You, which is free? I need to really emphasize to our listeners, this is a free program um and the truth is probably your kids can find it and use it better than you can because kids are so good but but how can people find you how can people support you
1: you know it starts at need you.org. um simple as that you know need letter u.org it's really simple you can go create a page share it with your friends we have our social media links on there so follow us um spread the word and if you you know reach out to us too you know I mean? we're we're three individuals starting this company we've had, you know, we've had, had individual contact with people that have started to build pages and we've signed up, to say, Hey, we'll help you out. Right. Um, you know, we're happy to do that. We're happy to share your page with people we may know in that community. Um, so there's our email on there. It's just support at need you, um, org, And, um, yeah, it's, it's easy to access and uh, I met with my pastor last week and shared it with him and he loved the idea and, and we're talking about how he promotes it within the congregation and how it can be a, a really good tool for them to help those in need that are within the, within the church body.
0: Mm-hmm. First of all, I think it's really cool that three guys came up with this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the other thing is I, when you came up with it, I thought, why didn't somebody do this earlier? because you know there's so many times you know we have somebody who's ill and needs something um But I just think it's fabulous. So moms, if you have a big mom platform or a big mom blog, you need to go to needyou.org. You need to share it with all of your friends. If you're in a nonprofit, you need to go and ask for help for the people that you're serving. You know, all you need to do if you're at home is sit for 10 minutes. It wouldn't even take that long. And think about who in your community, even whether you know them, whether you don't know them, needs help. It's so easy. Go to needyou.org. And if you do need help, one of these fabulous guys will help you navigate it. Um, So it's a really, really important thing. And we're going to talk more about giving um, for the rest of the podcast. But, Jonathan, thank you for starting Need You. And thank you for coming on and explaining to us what it's all about and how easy it is. And I can tell you one thing, friends. I'm using Need You this Christmas, and I'm going to tell all my friends to, to um, use Need You because it's so important to give. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks, Dad. Really appreciate it. And like I said, if, if anyone needs anything, reach really out to us uh, through our page.
0: I want to thank my guest, Jonathan Wixell, founder of needyou.org. Friends, check it out. It's a wonderful way for you and your kids to give something that another person needs. And that person may be the neighbor living right next door to you. To find out more about needyou, go to capital N-E-E-D, capital U, dot org. Again, that's needyou.org. Org. Also, if you have any questions about the organization, write to them. They'd love to tell you about what they do and give you some guidance as to how you set up a page for somebody and how you get the message out to all of your friends about that person's needs. It's free and you'll love it. So until next time, parents, always remember that great kids are raised, not born. And great kids are taught how to give.
1: Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening, and because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's parenting revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD, and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to
0: share the podcast with other parents, subscribe so you won't miss anything, and leave us a review so we know how we're doing. Friends, have you ever looked at your child, whether it's she's two or 12 or 18 and said, no, stop that. And they don't even hear you or they hear you and they're not paying any attention to what you say. You feel like you're talking to a brick wall. I have an answer for you. I'm giving a free webinar on what to do when no stops working for you. I'm gonna teach you five secrets that will turn that around, that will help your kids listen to you the very first time you tell them what to do. And it's not as hard as you think. The five principles are simpler. They will make your life better. They will make your home calmer. And can you imagine what it will feel like to look at your child and say, I told you not to do that and have them stop. It's wonderful. I've taught it to my patients. I've worked it myself. These five secrets work. You have to join me on my free webinar. When no stops working, you can sign up at my website. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna teach you the five simple secrets to getting your child to listen to you the first time. And I'm gonna be answering your questions go to my website beakerparenting.com and sign up today